Good morning, sunshine. It's a brand new day filled with brand new mercies. What was your first thought this morning? Thank you for joining me to hear mine. It's My Morning Thought with Barbara Scorza. Good morning, sunshine. Thank you for joining me for My Morning Thought. What are you thinking this morning? Well, if you know me, you know I like a good God story. And I have a story for everything because I try really hard to see God in everything. You see, he told me that he would never leave me, nor would he forsake me. So that means no matter where I find myself, whatever I'm in the midst of, I can trust that God is there and that he knew this before I got there. So none of it caught him by surprise. So I can rest in the fact that it's going to be okay. So this morning, my thought was, let me see. Okay, I want to share a couple stories with you to let you see what I mean when I'm saying that I can see God in every story. Now, sometimes right in the midst of it, it's hard to see. Sometimes you have to take a step back. Sometimes you have to just get a little bit further down the road to be able to see it. But he's there. So the scripture he brought me to was Exodus 2 and 9. And it says, Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. Okay. Now let's get some context to that particular verse. Do you remember the story of Moses' birth? You can go back and read in Exodus starting one and two so you know joseph had been taken into captivity in egypt and then he rises up in the ranks and there's a famine famine in the land where his family is so he was you know his brothers actually sold him into slavery but he ends up inviting his entire family to Egypt and they're spared. So there's a, there's a God in the midst of that story. They take Joseph and sell him into slavery, let the dad believe that he's been killed and the dad mourns him, but they go on living. But in Egypt where Joseph is, he actually, you know, was a slave, but then he ends up rising through the ranks and now he's this high official and he helps them, Egypt, prepare for a famine that's coming. Well, on those cities around there, they don't have what Egypt has. Egypt's been storing up because Joseph knew, God had told him that there was going to be a famine. So as a result of him being there, sold into slavery, being told that he's dead. As a result of him being there, he now gets to save his entire family as they come to buy grain so that they could live. He recognizes this is them and he invites them in and now they're living there. So then we hear as it goes on, the, the Israelites, Joseph's people, the numbers just grow great. They become huge in it multiply and then 
Joseph and all of his family dies off and Pharaoh who knew him died off and then there's a new Pharaoh who knew nothing about Joseph. Joseph didn't mean anything to him. So he looks at all of these Israelites and he is like intimidated by them. Like, hey y'all, it's way too many of them. If something happens and there's a war breakout, they could join the forces of those that would be against us and they would hurt us. So let's do something about it. So he makes slaves of them. So they're living in captivity. They're slaves. Things are harsh. And then the Pharaoh actually says, you know what? Let's kill all the, all the Hebrew boys that are born. Let's kill them. So he tells the midwives, listen, when you go to help these um, Hebrew women give birth, I want if it's a boy, kill the boy. Well, they won't do it because they fear this God. They know God and they fear God, so they don't do it. And then we find that Moses' mom has him and it's a boy. So she hides him initially. But then when he gets bigger and she can't hide him anymore, they put him in this basket and they put him near the riverbank where Pharaoh's daughter will come out to bathe. And Pharaoh's daughter comes out, she sees this basket, she sees it's a baby boy, and she wants to have him for herself. So Moses' sister goes to Pharaoh's daughter because she's watching. Moses' sister goes to Pharaoh's daughter and says to her, Hey, would you like for me to get a Hebrew wife, woman to come and nurse this baby? Absolutely, Pharaoh's daughter says. Do just that. <laughs> so Moses' sister goes and get Moses' mother, who comes and takes Moses and nurses him, and she gets to to raise him until he's old enough where she goes and brings him to Pharaoh's daughter. And now he gets to live in the kingdom. Remember, he was a Hebrew boy. He was supposed to be killed. And now he gets to live in the kingdom. So this is where it says, then most, verse seven, then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. And in verse 9 was, Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. So not only was her baby spared in the midst of this time where baby boys are supposed to be killed, Hebrew boys are supposed to be killed, not only is her baby not killed, not only is his life spared, the mom actually gets to nurse and raise her baby and get paid for it. Come on now. That's a God story. Now, in the midst of it, can you imagine? It says that she was scared when she had this baby boy. What she do? She hid him. So she was scared. And here's God working it all out. And I can think about places in my life where God has worked it all out. I think I told you guys a story about where my youngest grandson was having a problem with reading and we had just got 
um, transferred to a new school that I thought was going to be the best place for them. And then we couldn't stay there. We moved, so we ended up having to go to a different school. And now I'm feeling like, you know, what am I going to do? That place would have been the best place for him to help him with his struggles. <laughs> Not only was this place better. Now, if you look at statistically, the other school may have had higher scores. They had more parent participation. It was a different dynamic, but this school, not only did he get the help he need and did his teachers love him and help him, we had one teacher who went and bought him a tape recorder so that she could talk and what happened, you know, as she's having class, so he could take it home and listen to it. In the midst of that, I thought that this was not like being taken from that school was not the best plan, but God was in the midst of it and it was the best plan. And then I can remember one day uh, a mom was struggling with um, a bill and she was paying her tides and paying a bill and the bill was a bill that she had taken on that wasn't a necessity. So she's trying to decide what should she do. And then she said, you know what? I'm going to pay my tithes. I don't need that. I'm not going to do that. And she calls me when she gets home from church because she had paid her tithes. And she gets home from church. And there's an envelope in her mailbox with the exact same amount of money that she had paid in tithes. Somebody had left as a gift for her. Right? So just like, let me see. Let me see. God is in the midst of it. I had a text from a friend um, just yesterday. And she said that she had gotten up that morning and she was struggling with some things. And she had made a declaration that, you know, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And then she listens to the podcast, which isn't even wasn't even the current day's podcast. She listens to the podcast, and it was the same affirmations, the same confirmation that she was declaring over herself before she listened to the podcast. God was there like, let me see. God is there. He's in the midst, guys. So my challenge today for me and for you it's whatever situation we find ourselves in, let's see God in the midst of it. And then I want to hear your God story. Tell me your God story. I love a good God story. I have people come and look me up to come tell me their God story because they know how much I love a good God story. So I want to hear yours. Let me know, guys. All right. So how do you tell me? You know the drill. If you don't, I want to make sure you do. So if you're new, thank you for listening. But here's how you can tell me your God story. You can go to the website, www.mymorningthought.com. Or you can send me an email, barbara at mymorningthought.com. If you have my cell number, you can call me. Or you can text me. 
or there's a number in the description of this podcast, this particular episode. You can call and leave a message on that number. I just want to hear from you. If you happen to see me in the street, pull me aside. I want to hear your God story. So guys, I want you to have a fantastic day. And remember, it's almost the 15th. Today is the 10th. So we're five days away from the six month episode. And I'm going to have a special edition for the six month episode. I'm going to have a special guest. So make sure you guys are signed up that you subscribe to the channel so that you can be notified when a new episode comes out. And I have a treat on July 15th. I want you guys to have a fantastic day. Thank you for joining me for my morning thought. And don't forget, I want to know yours. So leave me a note. And until we meet again, do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. I'm your host, Barbara Scorza, and our music was by Ashat Daniel Yen.